Welcome to Mini Moo Podcast with your host, Kate Morgan. Thank you so much for joining me on Mini Root Podcast, where you can find us on Spotify, Amazon Music, and MiniRoot.com. I'm really thankful that you guys are tuning in and listening to um, current events, books that I'm bringing up, things that actually matter, and the way of facts. Um, I'm not a big feelings person. Sometimes I can be. But if the facts don't line up, then my feelings can't come out. That's kind of how I decide. That's how I've always, maybe it's not the best way to protect myself, but it's, it's worked out really well so far for me. Um, so that's kind of how it is. When the facts add up, then I know I feel like I can feel comfortable and allow my feelings to, you know, come out. But if they don't, then I, I don't want my feelings to cloud the facts if I have to make an educated decision, you know, and, um, that's just how I work. Maybe other people don't, maybe some people do and they'll gravitate to this, but, um, I've been doing some really good reading. I've, you know, been getting over COVID and every day I feel like I get better and better. This is my first time. I'm hearing people getting it like for the second time and they're vaccinated and I'm like, what? And they're like, yeah, I got it in 2019 or 2020 or 2021. It's crazy. We're in 2022. And I finally got it in 2022, um, but I blame it on people on boosters. I'm just going to say that. (laughs) Um, There have been a lot of people getting those, and I've been around them, and so is my husband. And so um, we were, you know, we work out, we eat really healthy, you know, and it's two and a half, almost three years into this pandemic, and then we finally get this, and and, um, he, you know, sweated it out four days, you know, lost his taste and smell, but now he, you know, bounced back. My husband has like the best immune system. His just, he metabolizes things so quickly. He has such a strong mind that's positive and that he just wills himself to get better. And I'm trying to take, you know, that from him. Um, he is such an amazing individual. I love him even when he's stubborn sometimes and doesn't want to take my advice, but he's my best friend. <laughs> so he, um, you know, got through it and I'm so thankful that he got through it. Um, I was putting so many blankets on him and he just like sweated through it and, um, he's doing great. He is back to his happy self and I've been trying to make us some really good meals every night and coming home, getting back into that again, since we weren't really doing that while we were sick, we were living on soup and crackers and whatever, you know, we could handle at that time. I think a lot of people feel that way. A lot of hot teas and a lot of hot soups. I was making all kinds of different, just trying to, you know, get it inside of us. But um, I'm so thankful that we're able to get through that. And I am thankful for all the prayers from everybody who reached out. I truly appreciate you. But while I was doing that, um, TV really wasn't something I could focus on. So I kind of did some reading and one of the books that I came across, my friend Kim Theoff left, um, the one that I've mentioned on and off is The Plandemic, 100% Censored, 0% Debunked, Fear is the Virus, Truth is the Cure, um, by Willis, by M. Willis. And I find interesting, if you go to um, page 51, and it's the Hong Kong, China, March 2003, trying to, you know, get you lined up where ground zero is, I kind of wanted to read this to you, and you might find this interesting. Uh, The year is 2003 was a dark one in Hong Kong. In February, the government proposed a bill that would bring back harsh anti-dissident regulations not seen since the era of British colonial rule, intended to prohibit any act of treason, succession, sedition, subversion against the central people's government. 
It was interpreted as a pre-pass for government officials to crash their directors. Protests erupt and the eyes of the world were watching. What came next, though, was even more devastating. On March 11th, we recorded the first case of SARS-CoV-1, a coronavirus causing respiratory infection. In the first three months alone, nearly 2,000 cases were identified and hundreds died. SARS was entirely new and had never been seen in the human or in animals. The international medical community swung into action. According to Dr. Martin, it was just to save lives. In 2003, the Center of Disease Control saw the possibility of a gold strike that was the coronavirus outbreak that happened in Asia, he said. They saw that a virus that they knew could be easily manipulated was something that was very valuable. And in 2003, they sought to patent it. They made sure that they controlled the proprietary rights to the disease, to the virus, and to the detection of all the measurement of it. In response to Dr. Martin's claim in the pandemic indoctrination, CDC spokesman Luluin Grant told the Associated Press, AP, that their intentions in filing a patent for coronavirus in April 2003 was to prevent other bad actors from doing just that. The whole purpose of the patent is to prevent folks from controlling the technology, he insisted. This is being done to give the industry and other researchers um, access to the samples. While his arguments may make sense at first, the reality is that it is partly false. Publishing the science would make it part of the public domain and therefore not patentable by anyone. Patents are not about protecting the science. They are solely focused on controlling commercial gain. Plus, if the CDC were so intent on making the research information public, why would they file a request that the patent office keep the patent application secret? Page 52. To Dr. Martin, that much was obvious. We know that Anthony Fauci, that Ralph Barrick, that the Centers for Disease Control, and the laundry list of people who want to take credit for investing coronaviruses were the hub of the story, he said. From 2003 and 2018, they controlled 100% of the cash flow that built empire around the industrial complex of the coronavirus. What's more, the very patent itself was in a gray area. Legally speaking, under 35 U.S. Code Section 101, nature is prohibited from being patented, David explained. Either SARS coronavirus was manufactured, therefore making a patent on it legal, or it was natural, therefore making a patent on it illegal. If it was manufactured, it was a violation of biological and chemical weapons treaties and laws. If it was natural, filing a patent on it was illegal. In either outcome, both are illegal. Page 53 in the book, Plandemic. You might want to check this book out. There's some really, really great tidbits of information putting it all together and dr martin is an individual that gets called on by the senate to um be a key witness in these types of case scenarios that come up um and we don't get to hear about all this all the time because in mainstream media they don't want you to hear about real situations that are going on they want you to care about somebody some celebrity you know broke up or whatever, and that's going to be pasted everywhere for you to pay attention to, instead of actually what's really happening in real time in front of us. Um, Dr. Martin is a very interesting individual who I think you should actually look into. Um, his name is uh, David E. Martin. Um, 
He's a patent expert and a key uh, pandemic contributor. Uh, he has been called on to numerous things um, in the House, the U.S. Senate, and to other places to speak on what patent law is, trademark. So of all the people, he would understand exactly what the NIH and the FDA um, have been doing with patent law. Um, like I spoke in my last um, podcast, I, I brought up the uh, ball or and was it ball and Paul? The repeal, the Bayer Tech Dole Act of the 1980s, which is the AK Patent and Trademark Law that's granting scientists and federal agencies, universities the right to claim personal ownerships of inventions or discoveries that were made with federal funding. Taxpayers paid for the research, but the doctors, scientists got rich quick. And um, they would hide their wealth in patent and trademarks and also sell them to universities. So it's all there. There's a lot of research and a lot of paper trail and following the money is a big deal on this podcast. Um, and then also reading as many books as you possibly can to see it from every different angle. And the more you understand and put the pieces together, the more you actually can see the framework that they have put together, um, the DeVos um, group. So the more we get into this, the more you'll understand um, the importance of why you should be involved, why you should not be a one-party voter, why you should absolutely know what's going on in all aspects of life. Not everything is black and white. It truly is in the gray area if you think about things. People always say they don't want to live in the gray area. They want to live in black and white. There's, it's no such thing. Um, you have to be able to take two sides, put them together, and then divide by two and then get the real truth because that's really what it is in society. So another book that um, I recommend you should read, um, it's called The Truth About COVID-19, Exposing the Great Reset, Lockdown, Vaccine Passports, and the New Normal. Um, While We Must Unite in a Global Movement for Health and Freedom by Dr. Joseph McCola and Ronnie uh, Cummins, forward by Robert F. Kennedy Jr. That's going to be my next book I'm reading. Um, We will be getting back to the Real Anthony Fauci Book Club. I just had a really bad month of January where COVID kicked my ass. I don't know about any about you, but I've had the chicken pox. I've had mono. I've had the flu. I've had strep throat. I mean... This this is up there with the chicken pox because that that was that was pretty bad. Um, but I got through that, and viruses are a part of life. I, I've always, you know, known that it's it's something that uh, you know you just you just deal with it, and you have to be prepared and know what works, and really listen to not only yourself and your family, but what the actual research goes for. And if you're lucky enough to be able to have doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Mary T. Bowden, Dr. Christina Parks. I'm sorry, she's PhD. So a scientist that you could talk to about these things. Um, Then you're in Dr. Pierre Corey. Um, These are some amazing doctors that actually are listening to their patients and understanding that they work for their patients, not their patients either, you know, work for them. That's what I feel like this whole pandemic. Anytime you try to ask a doctor or a nurse to do what's the best instance of for yourself or your family member, it it goes against that. They, they, They have for whatever right to tell you no they can't do that and i'm sorry but it's something that is has been proven to be beneficial and helping two thousand a hundred thousand however many people it has it has actually been used on and caused how many deaths these medications very minimal compared to the vaccines and compared to just letting somebody just sit there and die why not try something right 
you're sitting to me telling me that and rather this person's gonna die right and, and but instead of trying something you would rather do nothing or give them something that's experimental like remesivir why don't you give them something that we know that's been prone to work ivermectin hydrochloroquine high vitamin c levels floxacin like uh, doing uh, uh, these certain type of breathing treatments, you know, with chlorosilver and, and food grade hydrogen peroxide, you know, 15 ml, you know, of the chlorosilver, you put it in a nebulized treatment, you can get these nebulizer at homes um, off of Amazon, um, eBay, uh, sometimes some of the pharmacies have them, but they've been running really low. These are some at home things that you can do the nasal wash or the iodine, like these are some very good things, because we've been told to believe that this has been about pan sanitizer in our hands and it's not it's, it's a it's a virus of the nose and of the throat so you need to be you know using hydrogen um, food grade peroxide and gargling with warm salt water and killing all that bacteria naturally so your body's immune system works you don't want it to shut off you want it to continue to keep working so when you're giving it natural remedies to do these things you are actually helping your body um, create antibodies against this so you can't get it so why not <laughs> be doing these things getting prepared um now getting through my first case of it um i'm thankful you know that i was able for that but now i know what to do and i'm thankful for my community and, and how wonderful they are uh, so how about these truckers convoy anybody been following that that's another interesting topic um it's like over fifty thousand truckers are coming across the united states because the president, Justin Trudeau, um, has now implemented a two-week where you have to be quarantined for two weeks before you can come over the border. And it's just causing massive issues and stuff. So they're all going to the Capitol um, to uh, protest, you know, mandates. Like, vaccines mandates are stupid. They're unconstitutional, and they're a medical procedure that... It should not be something that should be forced on you. And there's so much research that's coming out proving um, certain vaccines should have different levels depending on what ethnicity you should have. Like one of the research is coming out about the MMR vaccine that high levels of certain type of um, spike protein are in it. So African-Americans um, actually have a higher percentage of causing inflammation in the body and in the brain with this MMR. So they need a lower dose to actually implement um, causing uh, antibodies. Instead, they're given the same dose that an Hispanic person or a white person would get or an Asian person, and their bodies are not the same. So again, remember, I've always said one size does not fit all. It doesn't in clothes. It doesn't in food. Why would we think this in vaccines? And now we're coming out with these case studies that are proving this. Dr. Christina Parks actually spoke about this on the U.S. Senate hearing with Senator um, Johnson's last week. She brought this up might be something you might want to look into and i always find it interesting how people who are dead set for vaccinations how they can't even listen to the other side like they are terrified they might have fucked up hey i got all my vaccines growing up right um i even got the smallpox shot okay so these are things that i'm coming to later on in my life saying hmm maybe this wasn't a good idea on some of this but i've already been through it you know i already have it in my body there's nothing i can do about it except just treat my body kindly now and try to do certain detoxes and and just do the best that i can with the information i have now now if i had been 16 and it is all this information at that time probably would never leave my room but um 
I probably would not have gotten it. And I, but then again, I, there's a couple other things I probably wouldn't have done in my life at that point. Um, that was a big turning point in my life was at that age between 15 and 16, just a lot of stuff. I think everybody has a certain turning point in their life that makes them who they are. But, um, just the research I've done and the things that I, I keep coming across and the children that I meet over the course of the last 10 years of my journey of my life, <laughs> um, has led me to believe that not one size fits all vaccine. And we need, if we're going to really have an open conversation about this, and we really want to have safe vaccines, then we should be able to have safe conversations of hard questioning with answers because if we're trying to do something for the betterment of the people why are we having such hush hush things like why can't we talk about things out in public freedom of speech i mean right of assembly i mean what's the deal here what's going on and who's actually in charge why is the technocrat so incredibly adamant about silencing and having this specific narrative what is the end game are, are they really trying to Newsflash, the Great Reset, which we all know for a long time, the World Economic Forum has been prepping everybody of the 1% for a while that this is coming. And I think we're in like the eighth phase of this thing that started 30 years ago. In 1980, with that uh, bail uh, attack, Dole Act, that's when a lot of stuff kicked off and they figured out how to basically money laundering patent landmarks um, in the higher echelon. And that's going to be one of the biggest... Uh, What's what I'm looking for? You know, on TV, like on Greed America, that's going to be one of those like Greed Americas one day talking about how this government did this in the course of 1980 to like, I'll say 2025 is when it finally comes to head. What do you think? And they'll talk about how they did this. And I believe Anthony Fauci will be on the head of this and a couple other people we don't not even aware of yet. But I feel like this is the time of the reckoning. You know, I really do. Um, not only the awakening, but the reckoning of so many fucked up things that have happened in our lifetime that i've seen and i mean every year there's some traumatic thing you just kind of like yeah okay another thing you know and i don't remember being like that growing up when i was talking you know to my husband about this and and it became more and more when we became more technology like connected I, I mean, seriously, um, the more we became connected, it's like the more fear set in. And I don't know if that has any coincidence to it, you know, but um, I just, it's been interesting seeing the patterns and how they've escalated over the course of the last, you know, almost 40 years. Um, so kind of getting back to these truckers convoy they are you know striking on the mandate for vaccines which i'm totally in complete supportment of this i even have friends who are in canada that are driving to the capital to protest um so i'm very proud of them and what they're doing and how they are using their voices and they are speaking and rising i'm super proud of them um, I even have a new Mini Root t-shirt out. It's uh, I Will Not Comply, and um, check it out. It's pretty cute. I like it, and um, I'm really excited about getting my own Mini Root I Will Not Comply and be wearing that pretty soon. Um, I'm super proud of my company. I've been working my ass off on designing things and my website, and it's just a one-woman show, <laughs> and then putting together this podcast. 
and getting it out there. This is probably the first thing I've ever done fully on myself without a team, without my husband, and it's been really gratifying. <laughs> I don't know how to explain the feeling of when you've actually learned how to do something on your own completely and it's yours, you know, for the first time. And it feels really good. <laughs> so I hope you have something like that one day. And I hope that you are reading. I hope that you are journaling. I hope that you are using your voice in a positive way to be a warrior of God and to also understand how important you are in this life. We need you. You are important. Um, if you're one of those people that resisted to get a vaccine, thank you so much. You're at pure blood. If you're someone who got the vaccines and are coming to realization that maybe that was not a good idea, but you're still against mandates, we welcome you as well. We understand we all make mistakes, but we also understand maybe you had to put food on your table, you know, and you have five kids. And um, we understand we all make sacrifices for our families. We just pray that you'll be here long enough to watch them grow up. I pray for everybody's soul, and I am thankful and grateful for everybody that listens to this podcast, and I am thankful and grateful for your life, and that you are standing up against these mandates and against tyranny, and I will not comply. And thank you so much for staying in your truth and believing in the Constitution of the United States of America. You are truly needed. You are a patriot. And thank you to all my veterans out there for all that you're doing and staying prepared. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm hoping to have um, a video up next week. That was my goal, was to try to get it in February, but I was supposed to be practicing in January and that didn't really work out. But hopefully I will be able to set up and start doing live or video. I actually have video on here, and then I can actually show you a bunch of my meeting room clothes. Um, I'll wear a different t-shirt and show you different designs, and I'm really excited about it. And um, I don't know how else to express it, except it's a true expression of who I am as a Navy veteran, Fleet Marine Force, and Texas Women's University alum, and living all across the United States and working not only in the cannabis industry, but real estate and, and the activist movement and working, you know, in the United States House Congress, you know, walking the halls and, and being a part of that energy and understanding that in order to be a part uh, in, in a community, you really have to get out there and be a part of it. And that's what I love about my friends who are involved in leadership and, and they're doing so many amazing things. And it feels so good to be back in Texas. And I love how people volunteer and get involved. And I'm really looking forward to getting back, back out there and doing that. And I just can't wait to be a part of the community and that energy. I just, I love it. So I hope everyone's having a wonderful, wonderful week. And I look forward to getting back together with our The Real Anthony Fauci by Robert F. Kennedy Jr. book. We'll be starting that back up with Kim Theoff. Really looking forward to that. And I hope you are caught up because we're just now on chapter two, which chapter one was a beast. I know it was. So we'll be talking about some vocabulary as well that are inside this book. Please, please, please share this around as much as you can. The more information that we can get out there, the better. And I want to leave you with our slogan tonight. Dare to be brave. Dare to be bold. Dare to be you. Every day. That's the meaning, Ruwe. And don't forget, 
If you want to start your own podcast, Buzzsprout is a great platform to upload your podcast and you can get two free hours if you go down to the link below and they have some great videos that actually teach you how to do a lot of amazing things Pat Flynn. So um, I really am thankful for the opportunity to watch these videos and actually learn how to do this part of my podcast. And I'm really looking forward to the next level of taking my podcast to actual video. So check it out on my link below. Thank you so much for listening to Mini Roo Podcast. Stay free. Stay safe.